Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage, puck on on 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Welcome back to Tip Today. In case you've just joined us, we've been talking about issues within uh, the GAA, and uh, this conversation springs from a, a piece in the Irish Times yesterday where a couple of mothers uh, were talking about the fact that their kids, even though highly committed indeed to the various games in question, uh, constantly left on the sideline, and very obviously this is having an effect on their mental health. Now, just a couple of more um, text first of all Fran the GAA is very parochial and I know when my son used to play that blow-ins to the parish were the last to be picked certain families who were the natives dominated the club and their children were always first to be picked there were old fellows in charge and problems like mental health and bullying etc they wouldn't have the cop on to deal with it and Noel was on to say Fran the GAA destroyed my son's confidence he was never picked for a team and in my naivety I encouraged him not to quit if I had my day back I would have allowed him to stop playing a lot sooner and I would have given the coach a serious piece of my mind. The GAA policy of inclusion is laughable and I really feel the issue should be addressed at a national level says Noel and I think all of the response today is summed up in an email that we just received and um, if I can have your patience just to uh, bring it to you Good morning, Fran, it says. I just want to tell the story of my son, which is exactly the same as all of the others that I've read. My son is small for his age, but a nice little hurler. He loves hurling. Our family loves hurling. It's a wonderful way to get to know people in your community and be involved. However, I'm struggling to keep my son involved for the issues that have been discussed by other parents. My son never misses a training session or a match, but is constantly left on the sideline. The issues of putting players of the age below perceived to be better hurlers on the field instead of the players that are up to age is destroying a lot of our young players. My son was left on the sideline of an under-13 championship match with the good under-11 players uh, put on to play. As a result, he felt he was just not good enough. Roll on to the under-15s. He started off great. The first few matches he played, he was scoring a point and a couple of goals. And then he was dropped and under-13 players put on while he is on the sideline with his confidence and his self-esteem in tatters. He came home from a recent challenge match and cried and cried. So at that point, I rang the coach. I may have well been ta- may as well have been talking to the man in the moon. They just don't understand the effect that they're having on children. There should be no parent in charge of a team with their own child playing because they are favoured all of the time. I want to keep my child in sport, but already he's saying things like, why should I go training? Sure, I won't be played or I won't get any game time. It's destroying his confidence. I'd love to come on the radio with you, Fran, and tell my story, but you just can't do that. The club would take the view that you're just whinging that your son is not being played. But that is not it at all. My son loves his teammates and gets on very well with them. And that is the only thing that is keeping him hanging at the moment. The issue is that coaches want to win at all costs and don't care about the children on the sideline. As a club, we are now in another 15 championship semi-final, but have a situation where the very good players will move up to minor next year. And what is left are the young lads who have been left on the sideline all year and will struggle big time next year because we'll be moving up to a higher group. 
There is no joint up thinking at all. Timmy Hammersley was spot on. It might be just me, but I just don't understand if you have 20, say, under 15 players, why all of them cannot be given a chance to play. Instead, the good players, and she has that in uh, inverted commas, the good players for under their age are on the field. This destroys the confidence in those lads. It's just very sad, but it can be changed with some good coaching. And thank you for highlighting this issue. That's sent to us by email. 1800 Now, the plight of a Tipperary family who are now living in a tent was raised in the Doyle last week. Graham King, his wife Patricia, and their two children, aged 9 and 10, are living in a tent in Gary Kennedy, and they've been unable to secure housing of any kind. And Graham uh, joins me now. Graham, good morning to you. Good morning, Fran. Uh, it's actually Castle Lock we're in, not, not Gary Kennedy. The, the amenities are in Gary Kennedy. Um, so v- very good. And, uh, Castle Lock isn't too far from Gary Kennedy, though, It's is it? not. It's only around the corner, about a five-minute drive. OK. Will you tell me how you ended up with your, your family in a tent? Because it's important to point out as well that you're, you're two kids living with autism as well, Graham. Yeah. Look, my wife... Um, her, her mental health wasn't the best and she came to an agreement with her mother to move out move out to her place. And there was already four people out there. Um, so you add another four into that, especially two special needs kids and the goodwill will wear out very fast. So we just, it was inevitable really. We just, we just found ourselves um, looking for places and no one willing to rent to us. And, and then we ended up in a car and then we had a tent, and another tent, and another tent. <laughs> so um, that that's just how it went, you know. And you're in a unique position because you're not looking for a council house. This is my understanding. No, no. Um, uh, because your wife is working, and you could afford to pay a rent, but there's just nothing available. Is that is that? No, fair? we um, we went the whole uh, we went that whole route uh, looking for emergency accommodation and the woman behind the counter didn't even finish filling out the, the, the form once she knew the combined income um, so we knew that was out of the way so the only way we managed to get any, any sort of an interview for the council house list was by getting the school and St Vincent de Paul involved they got us to meeting and again no matter what way they fiddled with the numbers we were earning too much so you know, contrary to popular belief, um, we're not looking for a council house or free houses or anything like that. We're just looking for a sympathetic landlord to rent to a family. That's it. And not to be facetious about it, but would you be in a better position if your wife chose not to work, for example? Uh, we would. And um, to be honest, we have been contemplating that but. My wife has been working for the last six years, and to be honest, look, she wants to work, and she's and a lot It's important for her work. mental health, obviously. It is. To, it's to important work, for yes. anyone's mental health. Like, you know, she wants to work. That was her choice, and I said, look, I'll look after the kids then. There's no problem. And she's been happy doing it, but I, I don't feel like she should have to give up her work, you know? Um, but that that is, unfortunately, the next, um, the next board to call. For us. And are you, are you a designated carer for your kids? I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. on disability myself, and yes. I get half cares for um, for the two kids. And I think this is where the common misconception has fallen into place that uh, we want a free house because we have been like I talk a lot about it on social media, and I think a lot of people who aren't listening 
just keep thinking you're on disability, you're looking for a free house. We're not. We're we're looking for, like I said, we're looking for someone that can twist the landlord's uh, arm to rent to us or just someone that would be willing to rent to us, uh, you know. Because with the two autistic kids, like the two autistic kids in the tent, like, I mean, it breaks up their routine completely. And... It's what they need. They just they, they need a house. They need routine, no more than any other adult. And well, with, so. with two kids and and yourselves, how do you manage to live in a tent? I mean, how do you manage for showers and loos and all? Um, well, luckily enough, in Castle Lock, there are um, Waterways Ireland um, have facilities. Now in Castle Lock, we have toilets, uh, which is great. Uh, down in Gary Kennedy, they have. Uh, we can do the laundry down there. We can get the kids showered. There's toilets down there. The whole work. So we're we're pretty much looked after. Um, but you're boy, still living in a tent. We're still li- well. My wife and kids lived on the tent. I because of uh, physical restraints on my back actually can't lie down straight. So I just sleep in the car. But um, yeah, it is it is a predicament. Look, I'm not going to lie. My wife physical uh, health isn't getting much better from day, I think, day 46 in a tent now. Um, you know, it's it's not... I understand how, you know, mm. people need beds to lie in, but, um, you know, it, it, I'm OK, but it, it's the rest of my family I'm worried about, you know? And, you know, I found last night at home we had to put on the heat. It was getting chilly. I mean, we're we're going into, what are we? We're in autumn now. We're approaching yeah. winter. Uh, and, like, to live in a tent as it gets cold, I, I, I can't imagine yeah, what that's... Yeah, luckily, like. I mean, I say luckily, we, we have every blanket known to man from sleeping bags upwards. But at the end of the day, we were still able to see our breath in the tent the other night. So it it is tough. But, you know, the kids... They just get on with it. It's just a part of life to them, you know, once you sit down and explain that, look, this is where we are now. But again, when, you know, when myself and the wife sit down about it, we have to talk about it seriously. We, You know, we have to wonder what the next step is. I mean, luckily enough, the kids, well, my, my son, the older one, he's kind of oblivious, you know, because of his level two, his autism is at level two. I think that's the way to do it these days. But like, yes. he's... He's in his own world the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? The, if he has a book or a tablet or something like that in front of him, he doesn't. He doesn't worry about what's going on. Uh, he'll go up to the playground, and you know, the young one, she's level one. She'll go out and she'll feed the ducks and play with other kids in the playground, and you know, they're, they're up, But the thing is, like, we're the ones that have to sit down and, and worry and worry about where the next step is. You know. Um, I know that you you spoke about Alan Kelly and the help that he's given you. He, he it was spoken about in the Doyle, wasn't it? It was. Um, my my wife. We were doing homework in in the library, and my wife just got angry, and she was she was like, "Why is there only one TD willing to help us, and maybe one or two counsellors?" So what she in a moment, I, I'd say a fit of anger. She she emailed every senator TD and counsellor in Tipperary. Um, so needless to say, the phone was hopping for a few days. Uh, but I think what happened is a lot of the counsellors misconstrued what she was saying, you know, because a lot of them just put us on, put, a, put our um, problem to the housing department, which was not what we wanted. 
because at this point we knew we weren't getting the house. So basically all these referrals going into the housing department were uh, null and void, basically. So the woman running that got in touch with my wife and she was like, look, all these applicants are just flooding in for you. And we knew there was nothing we could do. Yes, because the um, spokeswoman said that unfortunately, unfortunately you're well in excess. Now that's the, we are, the, the, we are. Of, of social housing income yeah. limits. But the threshold is very low, isn't it? It is, it is. And um, I, I I don't know. I honestly, I, I wouldn't be into the, the facts and the figures of things now, but uh, my wife has give out an awful lot that like the amount of tax she pays um, and there's not one bit of help coming back. Right. I mean she feels... She's, she's she, paying her taxes is what she is, and is that you it? know what I mean? She said she, I think and she thinks herself that anyone paying tax should be entitled to emergency accommodation no matter what especially with two kids involved. Have you done the rounds Graeme in terms the of I mean, when, when, when something comes up for rent have you I have look. We have been we've we've been to Clare, Limerick, Limerick County, Nina, Bursley, Turles, Ross Grey, parts of Burr. Uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, I was just that even yes, I think it was yesterday, the day before, I was down in Turles, um mm. for the the second time or third time that month. Right, and I don't want you um, to be specific for me, but on what basis are you turned down if if you've come across a house? There that is might no be- basis. Do, do they come no, back and say, well, it's no, because of this or that? No. No. And they no. don't have to do that? They, see, they don't have to do that. Now, look, we in our own heads reckon it's because you can fit more professional people into a house and get more money out of it. But, you know what I mean? The, you have to take into consideration, too, that if there's a family looking for a house, you know, you have to... You, you, surely it put them as a priority. Now, bear in mind, I've never told any of these auctioneers or uh, private renters that we were homeless. Because you know, I don't know whether that would um, that would come against you as well as that come what against you're us, or we'd be looking for a sympathy vote because we just want to be on the same. Right, um, and has would it be known to them that uh, your your lovely children have special needs, for example? Would no, I no. wouldn't say okay. any of that. But right. in all fairness, if they if they see me on social media, they would know. But um, at the end of the day, when I when I go to a viewing. I go to a view and it's just a normal person looking at a house that I'm interested in. And, you know, they've, they've told us, auctioneers have told us when they show, look, if you're interested, email us back. We'll see what we can do. And we do email them back, but we never hear anything back. That's the, you know, that that's the protocol, it seems. So, You you did have a home, were you involved? You did have a home under Cluid. That's a housing I agency, did, isn't yeah. it? Um, and they were great. Um, I lived with them uh, well before I met my wife in 2007. Right. All oh, right, to, that wasn't with your kids yeah, and stuff. Okay. Yeah, but right. right up to uh, I think it was 2021, 20, 22, and that was when my wife and her mother came to an agreement with each other. And I just said, "Look, I'm behind you all the way. If you want to move, you want to move. I, you know, yes, your mental health is your wealth, and that's the way I looked at it. So." Right. Uh, we moved. But yeah, I mean, that sort of housing, it's great for people, you know. Right. So what, I mean, put it out there now, what you're looking for, Graham, just in case somebody's listening who can actually help. Look, there's two things I'm looking for. It's that someone could maybe help my wife and my kids, just leave me out of it for the minute. Just If someone could help my wife and my kids to either get a house or some sort of emergency accommodation, 
or that they would be willing to house us. Um, it's, it's not much to and ask. And you for. would pay you would pay rent, obviously. Oh, we have the, the deposit like has been sitting in 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 our account. Like we haven't touched that. Right. So you have a you deposit know, ready. We we have a deposit, and we know our um we know our limits as to what we can pay. But you know that that's it. Like I mean, we just want a house, we're just like anyone else, really, except we're in a kind of a worse off predicament. But you know, all I want is a sympathetic landlord that will. You know, give us a house that's suitable to have a family in, and you'll never have a problem with rent or bills. You know, right? And you know, do you feel? Are you typical of a family that's falling through the cracks in some? You're somewhere between somebody who is out there, maybe with two people working, and somebody who's on social welfare. You're kind of in the middle of all of this. Is that is that I a am, description? Look, I'm. I'm not going to lie. We're not the first homeless. We're not the first homeless people in a tent in in um, Castle Lock. Um, a couple of months back, we had a tradesman who was who was basically in the the same spot we are now, and he was roofing houses uh, close by, but he he couldn't afford um, a house to rent, so he was coming back to a tent as well. So you know, there's there's plenty of us out there. I mean, when I put that when I put that video, I put a video up on TikTok that. You know, I was going to be homeless with two autistic kids and a wife, and then and I was angry. And then I found out that there's going to be plenty of more people in that position. So I was like, I can't afford to be angry for myself anymore. I, you know, I have to do something that's just going to help someone else. Or you know, and, and do you find through. that people get the wrong end of the stick? Because I I just see somebody here who's saying, get out and work. Nobody should get a free house. So that's somebody who is missing the point of the conversation. A hundred percent. And I answer these comments every day. And if they do, you get this on your on your social media account. You get this kind day. of thing. It doesn't matter. Every day, like it's just I, and I and the amount of videos that I have said in you know when we've travelled the route we've travelled. That I know I'm not entitled to a free house. I don't want a free house, but I want someone. I mean, we we don't have that entitlement now, but we we need a landlord that will rent to us because we are completely away from uh, the the council part of things. It's not a case of me working. I look. I mean, I was told yesterday that uh, being a carer is, I suppose, is better than a real job. It's it's still having to look after two kids. I mean. You know, while while someone else is out there working, right. I mean, and you, you have a disability as well. You, were I have, that. yeah. Um, I was in an, I was in a car accident a few years back, and I like if if I lie down flat on my back, I can't bend my feet. So, um, or I can't straighten my feet as well. So basically, sleeping in the car is actually better for me than sleeping in a tent. So. Mm. It's also bringing up. I just again looking at the screen here, bringing up lots of stuff about. Oh God, I should be careful about saying this. But people are making the point that we're housing refugees and we're housing Ukrainians and we're doing all of this and here is Look, somebody living in a tent. You you don't have that sort of... I have no particular interest in taking a right-wing view of yeah, yeah. Um, who's housed and who's not. And Look, again, does this come up on your, your, your social media? Every Though, day. And to be it, honest, yeah. I have to filter the stuff out. There's some stuff I leave in, there's some stuff I leave out. Um, I let people have full-blown conversations in, in comment sections and it's just I, I'll pop in now and again just to see what they're saying mm, but mm. look people from war-torn areas 
are just as much entitled to a house yes. as you, anyone else. You, you, fact, don't, they, you or your family, you don't want to be used as a, a I, pawn I in all of this. I to be used as a pawn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, if Ukrainians are coming over getting housed and need it, so be it. They need the housing. Um, I'm not going to take that away from anyone. At the end of the day, if my, my chance comes along and I get a house, well, then I was meant to get a house. You know what I mean? It's just, you can't take away from other people. All right. You know, and it doesn't matter. I could be lying in a sleeping bag in a shop door and I would still say the same thing. I'm just a diff- We're just a different type of homeless, if you know what I mean. How do you look to the... I'm just wondering about your own head. I mean, you spoke about your, your wife's mental health, but what about your own head? I mean, you see lovely kids there, you know, your, your two kids and your... You'd like to think that their future would be a positive one. As well. what, what's going on in your head? Well, look, Fran, I've always tried to be a positive person. Um, even when I wasn't homeless, I was helping homeless. Um, I used to have people knocking on my door, basically giving me lists of what they want. And I had people I could contact, and I would help anyone. It's just, I'm just, I, my wife says the same thing as, as you've just said, and she can't figure out like how I'm so positive about it, but you have to be. You know, I mean, you can't um, wallow in self-pity because you're homeless. You have to get off your arse and you have to get out there and do what needs to be done. Now, I live day to day, basically. I make sure my kids are fed, they have clothes in their backs, they have lunches going to school. That's all I can do. You know, that we have, if, if something happens with the tent, that I'll be able to get a replacement as quick as possible. I... If I'm kept busy day to day, my wife, um, she looks at the long term. She looks at the housing list. She looks at the the view and she gives me the numbers to call. I'll do that. And when she's working, I'll go view the houses. So I'm kept busy either way. But um, my mental health doesn't come into it because uh, I need to look after the rest of them. And maybe when we do get a house and, you know, I do get to just rest up maybe that's when I can sort myself out. But for the moment, um, my mental health doesn't come into it. So, Well, Graeme, we wish you and your family the very, very best for putting it out there. I mean, if some somebody has a, a Just house... Just a sympathetic for, landlord, for that's all yeah. we need. All right, OK. Well, you look after yourself. And thanks for coming Thank on you, with Brett. me, Graeme. Thank you. My best no to your problem. family. Thank you. Bye-bye Thank bye to you much. now. Um, Councillor David Dunn was on to us to say that at Monday's council meeting, uh, I asked the question, how many rough sleepers... Have we in Tipperary and was told we have about 20? I'm wondering, is this poor family included in those figures? This is totally uh, inexplicable. And uh, it's why I asked again for log cabins or mobile homes to be provided by the council on a temporary basis so nobody would have to sleep in a tent or on the street. Back to the issue of uh, the GAA and uh, the young girls and boys not getting games. Uh, Good morning, Fran. I'm a coach and a referee. I've seen parents on the sidelines demanding their son play and other times parents verbally abusing their kids at halftime while coaches are trying to talk to the team. As a coach, you try to be fair and competitive, but balanced with game time on teams that I've coached. Uh, Players who don't get a game time uh, one week will get a full game the next. We need to remember a coach is a parent or a volunteer. If a parent wants to, they can coach all codes, have coaching courses. It's not that hard and most parents are bringing their kids anyway. The situation uh, where the child where the child got no game time is a disgrace and this should never happen, says one of our listeners on 083 311 
the Imro Radio Award-winning Tip Today. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Test drive the all-new Peugeot 2008 compact SUV at Slattery's Garage, puck on. Choose from petrol, diesel or fully electric. Slattery's Garage.